you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Rock Countout, the only pro wrestling countout show that exists right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We're also available wherever fine podcasts can be found. Be sure to leave us a rating, review, or a comment to make sure uh, you're helping Going In Raw mm-hmm. uh, boost our exposure. Yes, please. Boost its exposure. Yes. We're also available, of course, right here at YouTube. Be sure to hit subscribe. Smash that notify bell. Make sure you're always getting notified. We're always going to be bugging you whenever we're going live if you, if you hit that notify bell. No, if you smash it. Smash it. Hey, we're going live. Hey, wake up. We're going live with the show. Wake up. Right? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, Count Out. Uh, we're taking a look this week at some of the best, worst wrestlers. Yeah, this is wrestlers that, despite some uh, not very noted in-ring abilities... Uh, managed to have decent careers for themselves. Yeah, so part of the going in raw, the, the, the definitive, the, the, the revolutionary, the algorithm, going in raw math, right? The, the, how we rank wrestlers with this foolproof definitive math, uh, which we we're going to utilize heavily, heavily during this particular episode of Countout. See, the, the, the genius of this math is that it, 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 it incorporates and encapsulates every aspect of any wrestler's entire career. Exactly. And so this list that we've put together of the best, worst work. Here's the thing. In-ring work is only one aspect Definitely. of the quality of a pro wrestler. Basically, everyone on this list had a, a, a successful, in some cases, wildly successful careers, despite the fact they really couldn't wrestle very well. We love a lot of the names on this Absolutely. list. Absolutely. This is by no means a slight to any of the names on this, no, on this list. No, no. In fact, number one is one of our favorite personalities in the history of yes. pro wrestling. There's several bona fide legends on this list, too. Absolutely. Hall of Famers. Oh, yes. A ton of Hall of Famers on yes. this list. Yes. But let's face it, in-ring work not the best. Not not really uh, tops uh, any of these wrestlers. So these are the top ten best worst wrestlers. Yes. Number ten. Ten. Hulk Hogan. Now Hogan's actually had some uh, a little bit. Yeah, hold on. Little, there we go. There we go. There we go. Hulk Hogan's actually had some decent matches in his career, Larson. However, of, of all the the skills that he possessed throughout his career. Uh, like tops amongst them is probably politicking. Yeah, uh, which is not a category, by the no, way. No, on our thing. I Although uh, kayfabe, kind of legacy, kayfabe. legacy too. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then uh, promo skills. Um. And then further down that list is in ring ability. One thing we do uh, with this list also is take a look at the wrestlers at their peak. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hogan at his peak, uh, uh, let's face it, it really was not an in-ring technician. No. Not an in-ring space. He relied on a few moves. Uh, just Well, largely punches. Largely yeah, punches. And then a body slam, a boot, and a leg drop. That was the extent of his arsenal during his heyday. Yeah. About pointing his finger at somebody. Yeah. Cupping his ear to hear the audience. Flexing a lot, yeah, he did that, but he wasn't in the ring, say a Bret Hart level, no, or or some of his contemporaries. He was far from a Randy Savage, oh, a Ricky Steamboat, yeah, you know, um, some of the wrestlers in the mid '80s who were fine, fine, fine in ring talents. Now, from what I understand, he had some decent matches uh, during his time in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he had some good matches back in the AWA. I I wouldn't know. I haven't gone back and looked at any of those. No. I just know when you look at the iconic Hulk Hogan matches out there, they're not they're not like even two star matches. <laughs> the most iconic match, arguably, in his entire career against Andre the Giant, I think, got minus 
something stars from Dave Meltzer. Oh, he did it really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when at the when you're just sort of lumbering about the ring, and I know, granted, his opponent was one of the ultimate lumberers yeah. at his peak. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of lumbering. I mean, you can take a look at one of his one of his best matches uh, during his run of popularity was against the Ultimate Warrior at Mania Six. Six. And it really, it's not that great of a match. It's just it, it, you say it's good for them because well, it's good for them, but then the crowd's really into it. Which, the crowd is super into it. Which exactly. Kicks up a notch. And his match against uh, uh, Savage at WrestleMania Five isn't terrible until it becomes a Hulk Hogan match. Yeah. Yeah. When it was a Randy Savage match, it's perfectly entertaining. And then when Hulk Hogan gets the upper hand, becomes any other Hulk Hogan match, and it's pretty boring from there. You know what? I was a child of the 80s, and so I was well aware of, of what Hogan was doing in WWF. In fact, uh, as far as I was concerned, WWF was the only wrestling that existed because it was the only wrestling I knew of. Yeah, right. Um, but in hindsight, don't really get it. Yeah. Don't get it. Yeah. Don't get Hulkamania. Don't get it. I think I kind of get it. I think I kind of get it. I could see, I could see why people were so into him. I mean, he he was very his face was very intense. Um, he looked like sort of uh, he he didn't really look human. That's true. He didn't really look human. He had, he was very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the eighties, the eighties were a weird time. You got people that right. were into weird weird things. You got that right. And I think he was just the perfect. He was the perfect eighties person. He managed to capture the zeitgeist. Yeah. As weird as what the 80s were. At least he did for a little bit until he didn't. Yeah. All right, let's do some math on one Hulk Hogan. All right, we're going to do our wrestling math. So for those of you who might not tune into the regular show, the weekly show, the daily show that we do Monday through Friday, as of late, we have uh, been going hard on going in raw math. Uh, a lot of our friendos been asking us to do math on this person, that person, the yeah, other one. Yeah, yeah. We've done Hogan math, and we're going to do it fresh here for the show. Yeah. So going in raw... Are, according to Going In Raw, uh, wrestlers fall into, uh, you have to take a look at three categories, one of which is, is, is divided into three subcategories. Correct. So you have being good. Yes. And then legacy. Yes. And then kayfabe, which is. In that is, order, uh, the order of importance. Yes. Kayfabe is how strong you've been booked. Creatively, how strong is your creative? Being good is broken down into three categories. Thanks to Bret Hart. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. In this ring, promo, and look. Yeah. And so, then legacy yeah. is legacy. How 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 are you remembered? How are you viewed by uh, the wrestling universe? Right, exactly. So favorably, unfavorably, mixed bag. All let's right, let's do this math on Hulk Hogan. In ring one, yeah, one, not good at all. Promos, which is why he's on this list. Promo. Promos, I'm nine, killer promos. He Come could on, could be he, he, he yeah. whipped people into a frenzy during his, with Look. his promos. Look again, eight probably seven. Dude, nobody looked like him. Oh, you got to give me it because I was going to do nine. And so I can come down to eight if you want to go from seven up to eight. No, seven's right. It's eight. Come on. His look was like fine, nobody fine. else. Legacy. Oh, well, if you take it, you got to take away a little bit for legacy because of that, the fact that he sullied it over the past couple of years. Well, then, you know, the, the, the census heyday, we found out more and more about his politicking about about a torpedo, you know, torpedoing other wrestlers' uh, pushes and maybe in some cases careers to advance his own. Six. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But at the same time, racism and politicking, that'll do it for you. That'll that'll knock four points off. Yeah. Kayfabe, 10. I mean, due to his politicking, it might have tarnished his legacy, but then that was supplemented in kayfabe. So 22 divided by three equals slightly over seven. Okay. Seven. Hulk Hogan a seven. All right. Well, you know. So far, the highest anybody's ever gotten is, is John Cena at a nine. Nine plus. Yeah. Uh, with Hogan, uh, I feel like, obviously, uh, his ring work would have helped, but you can't do anything about that. Had he not, if, if, if he had not been, if he had not sullied his own legacy with the racism stuff, maybe that would have gone up to an eight. Then you're looking at maybe approaching an eight wrestler. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, a solid seven plus wrestler. Oh, you're definitely looking at an eight wrestler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He 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 really did tarnish his own legacy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, he, the the dude's influence and and the the reactions that he got from the people. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, can't be denied. The money he made for uh, Vince, the WWF, and himself. Yeah, I, I'll be I'll be honest. I was a big Hogan fan at one point. These days, I can't help but look at him and think of the Sully. Of the sulliness. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Too much sully. 
Way too much. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> well, it kind of overrides everything else. It kind of does, man. I look at them. I, I mean, my first wrestling shirt I, I bought was yeah, an NWO that. Hogan shirt. I remember that. Good looking shirt, too. It was a good looking shirt. Sully. Yeah. Number nine. Nine. Vince McMahon. Say yeah. you will about Vince as far as being a promoter, uh, a businessman, mm-hmm. uh, a character. Yeah. A wrestler he was not. No. Try his, he might. Really bad. Uh, yeah, he was not good at all. Have you ever seen him sell a stunner? Uh, it's it's like watching a, 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 a hard loaf of bread make contact with the human body and fall um, without actually ever doing anything. That makes sense. It does. It absolutely because it doesn't does. seem flexible. He's jacked. He probably still is jacked. Is but there's jacked. zero flexibility. It's probably why he's tore his quads multiple times. <laughs> right. Zero yeah. flexibility. So when he, he he eats a stunner, he just falls over. Yeah. He, I think the thing about Vince is that he felt he seems to feel that when he did when he back when he did wrestle, yeah, <clears throat> he felt that he could adopt, like instead of selling, he just had everything he did was swagger. You know how he does the Vince McMahon swag? Yeah, the walk. And so like when he punches, it was like just a weird swag punch. He had terrible punches. His punches were terrible. When he, his son Shane inherited those punches because they're terrible too. Yeah, they're not good either. But he's actually that dude. He can actually he can take a bump. He's athletic. He's athletic. Shane can actually do some cool stuff. Whereas Vince really couldn't do anything except bleed. He just bleed a lot. He would he would bleed a. You take ton. bumps. He would take a share of bumps. He had no qualms about taking bumps. Yeah, serious bumps, and he'd bleed. But you're not gonna. He he's not a, a best bout machine by any stretch of the imagination. Did he have any? Did what was his finisher? Do you have a finisher? Usually it was just like having other people do stuff for him. That's largely what it was. I mean, I think he tried to do a stunner once. Oh, it was probably ugly. Ugly. It was probably so bad. It was like a weird wet sack of potatoes that you're trying to throw into the garbage, but instead it just sort of slumps over the uh, the dumpster yeah. and then slowly falls off and then lands in a weird well, way. Well, not before the potatoes start to fall out. <laughs> right, exactly. That was Vince selling a stunner. Yeah. Which was weird because he did it a lot. Like yeah, he, had he never pro- got better at it. <laughs> never got better. He never did improve on that. No, never did. All right, man. Well, as a wrestler, though, we need to we need to figure out. Yeah, as where a Vince McMahon right. lies and are going in, in all ring, math. obviously one. <laughs> Is everybody everybody on this list? They're gonna they're they're already got. Well, the, I'll give Vince a zero because he was really bad. <laughs> they've got a zero or a one. No, I think I think a couple people might be higher than zero. Or okay, one. all right. But uh, Vince, zero for in-ring. Promo. He's a great promo. Oh, nine. Uh, nine promo. I don't even know what could, could he be. Well, you know why it's a nine and not a ten? Because of his late, late like, lately, oh, he's, it's a one. Yeah, he's on cruise control totally. <laughs> uh, look. Uh, Five. Yeah, okay, yeah. He was jacked. That was pretty impressive for a guy his age being that jacked. Yeah. Uh, uh, legacy. See, again, as a wrestler. Uh-huh. You know what? I'll give him a five legacy. He was top heel of the 90s. Yeah, and he was tough. He would take bumps. He would take bumps, yeah. Kayfabe. I don't know if he ever won anything, so two. Well, he won the ECW championship. He well, won the WWE he championship. He won the WWE championship, too. But, I mean, like, a long. He, that was always with help, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Otherwise, he lost. Okay, all the fair enough. So, uh, uh, he's about a three. Wow. He might be lowest on this list. As a wrestler. Holy moly! As a as a as a promoter, ten. Oh yeah, as a promoter, like eleven. You can even go higher mm-hmm, than ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what the criteria for a promoter would be. Money. <laughs> That's one criteria. How much money have you made? I mean, if you're a businessman. Yeah, ten. He's made the most money. Yeah, of anybody who ever done wrestling. <laughs> most. <laughs> Moving on, number eight. Eight. This is more fun than I thought it was. Oh, you thought this would be boring? I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. Number eight. Eight. Lana. So this is a recent addition, obviously. A lot of these are legacy names, but we had to pick somebody who is wildly over with fans. Yeah, she's great. She brings a lot to the table. It's just her wrestling is so suck-ass. Remember that one match she was having, I think, against Charlotte, where Charlotte was telling her what to do? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Okay, run at me. Yeah. Okay, now do that. And Charlotte on the ground was like, hey, come pin me. <laughs> the thing yeah. is, though, is that Lana's got a ton of charisma. Oh, she's great. She's entertaining. Oh, she's her. a great promo. Oh, man. Like, she's got everything else. Yeah. It's just, it's just, in, in, in. 
It's weird. You can even get past the fact that her accent changes on a second-to-second basis. Yeah. You can even get past that. But the thing is, it didn't used to. Yeah. Like when her and Rusev first came up. Oh, because back then she had she had a clear idea of what she was doing. Yeah. These days, it's like right at gorilla position. They're like, today you're going to be American. <laughs> except except if you use the words Rusev, Russell, uh, Russell or Crush, crush Machka, or Cheeseburger. Yeah. And she's like, wait, what? And then they throw her out there, and then she's like, Okay, guys. Hey, how's it going? My name is Lana. You know. Yeah. She doesn't know. They don't know who, yeah, they what don't know. she's supposed to know. be. But she still, it, the crowd loves her, man. The crowd wants her to have all the opportunities in the world. The dynamic her and Rusev had when, again, they first came up to Maine mm. was great. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so good. It was great. And then I've seen like little bits and pieces of her on the on the Total Divas or whatever it is. And I think she's great. She's got she's so much charisma. Mm-hmm. Rusev is great. They have amazing chemistry. As a wrestler, though, wow, terrible. Remember when she first started wrestling, and then they said, "All right, let's wait on this a little bit." And then she came back, and she was a little bit better. She had made improvements. The thing is with her is like when she's delivering her offense, it can be somewhat convincing. Yeah, it's the selling. Yeah, it's the storytelling part. But that's especially the storytelling part. I feel like that's something that you learn through years and years of experience. And she's relatively new to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of wrestling is, is hard. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is it not is. easy. It is really hard. You know, I am not a coordinated person. I would never think that I could wrestle. I would be a one easily. A zero. All right. I'd be nothing. Yeah. So I'd be so bad. It's not for everybody. No, it's not. You know, this list is not meant to like run people down. No. As you said earlier, we, we enjoy the work of a great many people on this list. Uh, including Lana. However, the math doesn't lie, Larson. Let's do Lana math. All right, in ring. Well, Vince is a zero. What is she? I mean, she's a one. You said that her offense could be okay. Yeah, she had that one move that was really good. It was like a powerbomb type deal. Uh, Promo. She's a good promo. Seven. Yeah, she's a seven promo. Uh, Look. Oh, 10. Mm -hmm. She looks like a million bucks. Are you kidding me? Uh, See, legacy is a little too soon to tell, Difficult. Difficult. We'll say three for now. Okay. It could go up, obviously. Kayfabe. I mean, uh, as a wrestler, she wasn't booked oh, well at all. Won. She lost everything except for that one mixed match challenge, man. Kayfabe was like one. Yeah. She won a match. I feel like this is not going to go well. Uh, about a three. Three plus. Okay. On par with Vince. On par. All right. Well, I mean, with you're doing wrestler Vince. You're doing something right if you're on par with res, with with Vince in any capacity. Really, I mean, he's wrestled. He's he's been a WWE champion and an ECW champion. So you're doing something. Yeah. You're not a two, so that's good. True. Yeah. True. Three plus wrestler Lana. True. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's see who's next. Number, Number seven. Number seven. Seven. Lex Luger. Wow. Uh. He's achieved achieved a great level of success in the wrestling industry without being a terribly great wrestler. WCW champion. WCW. He was a U.S. champion for a long US champion, time. His first run in WCW. World champion. I'm sure he's a tag team champion. Probably a tag team champion. Uh, a very Maybe accomplished a wrestler. Champion. Yeah. Unless he was always above that. Very accomplished or highly dec- decorated wrestler. He's smart. He graduated with a 3.4 in... Yeah, something. Economics something. or something like that. That's what they said on that one. I think economics. And they said that it's one... Like marketing or something. Oh, maybe. That one WCW pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, all that being said, not the best wrestler. No. Wasn't really a great promo guy either. No. He was somehow over, though, at various points of his life. He was jacked, man. And he had just enough charisma... Just enough. And people kind of liked him. Why did, why, is that what it was? Why do we have a picture of Lex Luger in our set? I find Lex Luger to be one of the more fascinating cases in professional wrestling. Mm. A guy who was pushed for reasons unknown. I mean, is it, is it just his look? I've seen a ton of guys that look like that and they didn't get pushed. Was it his face? Something about his face? I mean, I've seen promos of his when he screams into the mic in, like, 1989 WCW. Yeah, it's not terrible. And I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, but then when he stopped screaming. He was – I think this is one thing we've said about him. He occupies a space in a very short window of time in the late 80s where we could understand why women would want to be with him and men would want to be him because ultimately that's what you want in life. I think – 
with Lex Luger, he occupied that space. He's the most 1986 to 1989 wrestler there is. Like, he just looks like that era. Yeah. Like that three years of time. Yeah. Um, and I get that Vince put the American thing on him, the Lex Express American mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. thing on him because Hogan was on his way out and he wanted a replacement. But I never heard anything anything that Lex said that, like, Man, wow, I'm on board with this guy. Yeah. I mean, there was that time he showed up on that ship and he body slammed Yokozuna. Yeah. People sort of like that. Well, it was an impressive feat of strength. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I I, I don't. Yeah, but he was not a good wrestler. No. Like he had the bionic elbow. Elbow. Torture rack. Torture rack. And of course, his promo abilities uh, made most famous perhaps in his odd promo about saying that Conan, right, was not. It was Ray. Ray, that's right was not Wolfpack NWO. Yeah. Which, of course, he wasn't. He was never a member of the faction. Conan comes out just as confused as anybody else watching the show. Yeah. That was weird. Um, yeah, there's a lot weird with him. I mean, the weirdest thing is, honestly, they never put the, like, I wonder what the thought process was. Vince McMahon heading into SummerSlam 1994. Three? Three. 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 Yokozuna versus Lex Luger for the title seemed obvious as day that that title should have gone on Lex Luger. And yet everybody celebrated as if he did win the title because when he doesn't win the title, he's just dead. Yeah. It's like, okay, you just celebrated as if you won the title, but you don't have it. Yeah. 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 All you got was a count out. Yeah. Really not. It wasn't like he was the first person to beat Yokozuna because Hogan had done it at the previous WrestleMania. Yeah. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it didn't make any sense. Um, but people, for whatever reason at the time, loved him. They were popping big at SummerSlam. They all thought he, they all thought he was man. Wow, what a great victory! Yeah, did he win the title? No, we don't care. We're cheering anyways. We're happy to be here. Doesn't make any sense. No, it didn't make any. He's a very perplexing. Lex is perplexing. Perplex Perplexed. Luger. Perplex Luger. Yeah. All right. Very strange. Let's do some Lex Luger Let's do some math. math. In ring. I'm gonna go as high as a two for in ring because at least he had a couple moves. He had the torture rack. Yeah, man. It was booked really strong. Bionic elbow, too. Yeah. Two. He flexed a lot, too. He did. Promo. Four. four. Was, it, was it really a four? Three. At his best, he was like a four. At his worst, he was like a one. So we'll do three. Three's good. Look. He was jacked. So if 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 we were doing math for bodybuilder, he'd be like a nine. Yeah. What's funny is that he was brought to WWF not to be a wrestler, but to be in the bodybuilding thing. That he was gonna was. he was gonna help mainstream bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, we'll say five. Okay, five. Legacy, it, dude. Is it even like a three? I'm gonna say a four. Really? Why? Yeah, he's won some titles. Four. Kayfabe. He beat Hogan fair and square. It's true. That alone gets him a five. Yeah, I'll do five. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. All right, let's 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 see how he shakes four. out as wrestler. About four. What? About a four. Wow. He's a better wrestler than Vince McMahon. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah makes see, sense. Math yeah. always works. Yeah. Math always works. The math really does work. It's it works a every solid time. system. It really is here. a solid system. I'm excited to try some of the other names we haven't done before. Absolutely. Well, let's move on here. Yes, yes. Number six. Six. The Ultimate Warrior. He was bad. He was like a zero wrestler. Yeah, he was abysmal. 
his wrestling skills were just god awful. Yeah, he was really bad. But that look. Yeah, people really got in the Ultimate Warrior. I never really did. I'm kind of scared to even dive into what his the math on his promo ability is. It's it's it could be one, it could be like eight or nine. How do you not give him like a nine? I mean, if it, if intensity was a metric, then absolutely. So, what's Warrior's best match? Like when he was popular, probably the Hogan one. I never saw his like because he he, a, he fought some good wrestlers. Yeah, he had a match, uh, a retirement match against Savage, which he won at WrestleMania seven. That had to have been a better match than his WrestleMania six Maybe. match because it was with Savage instead. And he of had Hogan. A, he had a match against Rick Rude for the Intercontinental Title before WrestleMania six. So those two probably could have been pretty good. Yeah, probably. Um, that being said, uh, he was not a good wrestler. No, he wasn't. He moved funny. Like he ran. He number one. He gassed by the time he was in the ring. Yeah, he was stiff. He was stiff. His clothesline. It everything just came. He just looked like he was. Oh, I mean stiff. Not as in he worked stiff. Like his body was stiff. He looked. Um. Yeah. Rigid. rigid thank you. I was gonna say brittle, but no, rigid. Mm-hmm. He just didn't move. Normal. There's no fluidity to his movements. Yeah. Yes. He he literally like he looked like an action figure and he moved like you would think a, an action figure would. Yeah. If an action figure had some sort of mechanism where it could move. Yeah. I don't know, like some sort of spring loaded thing. That's how he uh, and people should move that way. No. But no. he did. No, he had like three moves. And that was it. I mean, his finisher was a splash. He comes off the ropes and he splashes you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the feat of strength of like lifting him up, uh, pressing yeah, them. Yeah, the military press slam. Yeah, that's kind of impressive. And that was usually the precursor to the warrior splash. Nonetheless, not a great in-ring talent. No, not a great in-ring competitor. Oh, terrible. Yeah, not good at all. Trash. Yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, he was kind of a trash human. Like the th- some of the things that came out of his mouth were just awful, 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 awful things. And I know, I think, hasn't his wife said that he found peace or something after? Something like that, but that was never made known publicly. It was still weird that like they they named that award after him. Yeah. So oddball. It's just a weird, weird guy. Anyways, let's do let's some, do some math, math on him. In ring. Zero or one. I mean, I guess a one. Promo. Because like, he could wrestle. He knew how to. Like, well... Promo, promo up eight or nine. Do eight. I mean, it, he'd be it'd be a ten if he didn't make up half his words. Exactly, and that's why he goes down to an eight. Although, uh, doesn't that say something about creativity? Because his words, I mean, he made them up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could look at it one of two ways: either he made them up and because he was being super clever, or he made them up because he thought they were real words. Yeah, it's probably the latter. Uh, look. Oh, ten. Yeah, his pack- ten. Are his you kidding? Packaging was pretty. Holy good. crap! He looked amazing. Legacy. Five. So WWE wants it to be like a seven, but it's like a four. Yeah, four. I mean, four. by any normal metric, come on, man. Look, if you're if you're complaining about this in the comments right now, go go look up some stuff that he said. Go Google it's Ultimate bad. Warrior homophobic. Real, real bad. And then you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, and then kayfabe. He was book strong while he was there until he left for more, well, trying to get more money. He was a really bad politicker. Yeah, he was. He was like horrible at politicking. Yeah, he was. Kayfabe, I mean, probably six. Yeah, that seems fair. Like, I mean, I, I know he they tried to pass the torch over to him from Hogan, mm-hmm. but that didn't really last. All right. Barometric Warrior is a five. A five wrestler for Warrior? Five plus. His look was everything. Yeah, his look and then his promos. That's all of it. Otherwise, yeah, looking looking strong promo. That'll do it. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess he's a five wrestler. I could see that. What's Hogan? Seven. Seven plus. Hogan's two over him. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next number five. Five. The Sandman, ECW. Remember we found out that he used to wrestle not in the hardcore style when he was a surfer. Yeah, that was And weird. that blew my mind. Yeah. Because Sandman, great personality, wildly entertaining. Oh, yeah. Uh, would seemingly do anything in the ring mm-hmm. uh, to get the win. People but, loved him. Yeah, but he was not a good wrestler. No, he really In a wasn't. technical, fundamental sense. Yeah. I mean, that was sort of... It, ECW had plenty of just amazing technical wrestlers. But in order to succeed in ECW, you didn't have to be one. No. You didn't have to be Not one. Not at all. 
And Sandman is probably the best example of that. A guy who gets over on sheer personality. And is willingness to do basically anything. Yeah. The the idea that he was that he gave off this vibe that he was what's the term? Drunk? Uh, when he was uh, out there from like yeah. the moment you heard. Yeah. <laughs> Enter Sandman. Yeah. Enter Sandman. Oh, that dude is lit yeah. right now. But he was also pretty responsible about it because at the oh. one ECW pay-per-view watch, he's about to pour some beer in somebody's mouth and he asked him, how old are you? <laughs> he wanted to make sure that he wasn't uh, giving some beer to someone yeah. who was not of legal drinking age. Yeah, that's good. That's good. He had all sorts of liability issues Yes, there. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, no, he was not good in the ring, but, the, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like people loved him because it was like, why would a guy who's like super drunk right now, who's, who looks like he's who, bodily, he looks like he's, he's consumed at least 24 Budweiser's throughout the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? He, there's no need to think that he would be a good wrestler. Yeah. It'd be odd if he was. Yeah. It would be weird if he came out there looking like he'd had two 12 packs <laughs> and then was Dean Malenko out there, you know? Exactly. It'd be, be kind of weird. It'd be kind of weird. That'd be <laughs> he was a brawler. Yeah. He went out there. He threw punches. He jumped off ladders, jumped onto ladders, did yeah. all sorts of crazy it's stuff. It's okay that he wasn't Dean yeah. Malenko. Totally. He, 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 he was a dude who wrestled and he had like the name Sandman, which I know is a, th- Holdover from when he was surf guy, because generally to get to the surf, you have to go through sand. He was sand man. He was sand man. Yeah. Hey, it's a sand man. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, no, a great wrestler. No, man. But a great entertainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was the power of Paul Heyman. He could like, you know, he could craft these great stories in ECW around wrestlers who, you know, were not that great. Mm hmm. And people ate it up mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's do some Sandman math. Sure, in ring. I mean, he tried a career as a regular wrestler, so I'll say two. Oh, wow. Okay. Promo. I don't remember him talking. I wouldn't know his voice if I heard it. I don't know. I heard him talking like a backstage thing. I'll say four. Four? Whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. I mean, I yeah, three at most. No, I think I feel pretty good about four. Okay. I Look, I'll... You can say four because, again, he didn't need to talk because he drank. Okay. He, he drank a lot, yeah, so his, I guess you can call His beer did the talking. <laughs> yeah. Look. And then on top of that, when you do this with the beer can, you can, volumes. you can add that to your promo. Ability. Yeah. Yeah. Look. I mean, how many points can we give to Slavin? <laughs> four? Three? <laughs> It's got to be three, right? right yeah, yeah. He literally just looks like a dude who came out of the stands. I know, but it worked for him. It worked really well. Had, I'm just saying. You know, he had the like the Zubaz type pants. You got to take a look in a vacuum. When you're yes, doing this, you yes. got to take each thing as a vacuum, and then it adds up. Legacy. As a hardcore icon, his legacy is pretty it's up there. so high. Six. Yeah, six legacy. Kayfabe. I mean, he won the ECW title a few times. I think he was booked pretty strong. Yeah. He had the kendo stick, too. Yeah. We'll do five or six for kayfabe. Give him six for kayfabe. All right. Uh, three. Not, might, he might be like a five. Yeah, he's exactly a five. Exactly a five wrestler. Yeah. That's, that's where I'd put him. Sandman is a better wrestler than Lex Luger. But the same wrestler as Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. That's good well, company to be in. Warrior is slightly higher. Yeah, well, it's good company to be in, yeah. in the vicinity of a warrior wrestler. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? I would be thrilled with that career. That's a good career. See? It's a good career. We're not putting people down here. No, no, no. Far from it. When you're one of the best at something, it's a good thing. Yes. Moving on. Number four. Four. Sid. Oh, yeah. How much time do we have? How much time can we talk about Sid? All the time. Okay, good. Man. So kind of the, the, the inspiration for this episode came from something to wrestle with. Yeah. Uh, their podcast on Sid. Oh, it's a great Two and a half episode. hours yeah. of just great Sid stories. Yeah. Sid analysis. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a fascinating, interesting individual Sid is. Uh, you know, I did learn another thing that his, his shoot name is pronounced Sid Udi, not Sid Udi. I thought I figured it'd be Udi. Yeah, not I thought so too. Udi. I thought so too. The E is silent. Yeah. You, Udi. Or the, yeah. Yeah. I figured it'd be a, like European. You, European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently not. Udi. Udi. According to Bruce Pritchard, anyway. Well, he's met the man, so I assume he's new. He said he, he, didn't, he liked Sid. 
Yeah. Personally, at least at a certain point. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So let's run down Sin a little bit, or let's run down his career a little bit. Which career, softball or wrestling? Well, see, softball, we don't really know. I mean, like I his imagine, stats. I imagine a guy his size, That's he's all-star status right there, man. So Put him at first base. In field, he's probably a 10. In ring, he's probably like a 2. Yeah. Um, but – Sid's interesting because he did have a, he had a phenomenal look. Was Sid over? Have you seen any time? Well, yeah. okay, the Rumble. Yeah, we, like, we watched the Rumble '92. <clears throat> he was over then. And Pritchard mentions that Rumble '90 Rumble '97 his match against uh, HPK. It was in oh sorry Survivor Series '96. Um, it was at Madison Square Garden, and and Sid got a face reaction because he was going down the aisle, fist bumping everybody. Do you think Sid... So here's the thing about some of the names on this list here. People we've already... Okay, so Hogan definitely was many people's favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. Hogan might have... Might, he might take the cake for that one. Maybe. Uh, Warrior Vince, might be... Nobody would ever say Vince is their favorite war, uh, yeah, yeah, wrestler yeah. of all time. Warrior, definitely somebody's favorite wrestler of all time. Luger, probably not. Probably not. Sandman, I, if you're a big ECW fan, I can yeah. see you saying... Was Sid anybody's favorite wrestler? This is a fascinating question. It's like looking at Maroon 5 that played halftime at the Super Bowl. Do you think they're anybody's favorite brand? Does anybody say, oh, Maroon 5 is my favorite you know, there's, band There's ever. a lot of people in the world. Yeah. Odds are I would say at least one person would, would, would have that opinion. Does anybody who isn't personally affiliated with the band, friend or family member? Maybe. Maybe. Do you think Adam Levine's favorite band is Maroon 5? No. No. Going in Raw isn't my favorite podcast. No, far from it. <laughs> so, I mean, on the other hand, Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan's favorite wrestler. Yes, absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> and same with Warrior. Same with Warrior. Um, Here's the thing about Sid. Uh, 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 he wanted to play football. You know, that's that's – hold on, I'm sorry. That's a great idea for another list. Ten wrestlers who all – Tried to replace Hulk Hogan. Oh, that'd be a good one. That's a good one. Warrior, Sid. Okay, we'll do that later. Luger. <laughs> Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Um, <laughs> Bret Hart. So Sid apparently wanted to be a football player. Got spotted, depending on who you believe, by Macho Man or Jerry Lawler. Said, you need to become a wrestler. Um, and then he just started wrestling. Yeah. No training. Yeah. Um, and the whole When he was in the skyscrapers when... Uh, with uh, Dan, Spivey. Uh, Dan Spivey, Spivey would do the majority of the work because he knew how to wrestle. Yeah, Sid, not so much. He'd go and you know do a powerbomb or something, and that would be it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that was kind of how he was in his career for the vast majority of it. Yeah. He was, was the type of guy, and, and Pritchard mentioned this, that needed to be protected. <laughs> and then he, he makes a point of, of really saying Sid was not viewed by Vince. I don't want to say he wasn't viewed by Vince as a wrestler, but he was definitely viewed by Vince as an attraction. Yes. So he'd show up, he'd squash somebody, get heat, and get enough heat so people want to see this giant, this monster, get squashed himself. Mm-hmm. And that seemingly was Sid's purpose while he was in WWF. Yeah. And then you know his last run in WCW, they tried to give him a bit more character. Yeah. Here's the thing about Sid. He had a weird charisma about him. He did. And he was decent on the mic. His look was insane. Yeah. He had a great look. He had a great look. He was decent on the mic, even though he would fumble his lines sometimes. It's, I've never seen... But, he'd always, but it'd always be kind of charming. So here's the thing. They, they talk about it factor. I've never seen somebody lack the it factor and yet have everything else going for them in the department that should be the it factor. His look was great. His promo ability was great. But you know the natural charisma thing? He lacked that entirely. Kind of. Everything around him had charisma except for the important thing of him. Like Hulk Hogan, his, when, he talked to, when he talked to you through the TV, oh, man, you felt it. Like the charisma, the it factor was there. Yeah, yeah. When Sid talked to you, it was like a blank expression, but he was so intense. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it's because I don't think he cared. That could be it, the, the, the passion could, just, could be the it thing. It could just be a, a general apathy. Like he'd rather be. Maybe he had it on the softball field. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if he was maybe delivering he, a promo about smashing a the ball, mean promo on the softball field. That could be. I don't know. There's something about him that's so 
that's so present and so vacant at the same yeah, I time. Know, I know. It's fascinating. <laughs> it really is. In terms of wrestlers that I find endlessly fascinating, Sid is very high on that list. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't really explain why. Like, it's not with, like, Luger who had, like, a vacant, who had vacant eyes. Like, Luger, he looks at you and you don't even realize it. <laughs> you know? And plus, he had, like, a weird forehead. I don't know what that is. It's so That's weird. It's not, not the most flattering picture of him up there anyway. No, it isn't. But Sid had just something and nothing. Yeah. It's, it's the oddest thing. Let's do some Sid math, Steve. All right. Wrestling. One. In ring ability, one promo. I mean, who gets up to the second row and uh, the second rope when they know they shouldn't? And then his he legs. Insists, he insists that uh, I think he said Johnny Ace put him up to that. Hey, get up to the second rope. No, man, I don't even do the first rope. I don't do any ropes. I, don't I walk through them. That's it. Or over them. I don't get on them. <laughs> okay, we'll try it this time. Ugh, you know I'm gonna break my leg up there. Do it anyway. Crack. I know. Promo don't. seven. Okay, sure. Does it seem fair? Yeah, I guess. Look. Oh, 10. Wow. Dude, look at him. No, he, he looked amazing. Legacy. Like he comes walking through that door. I'm running. Yeah, Legacy 2. Unless he says, you guys want to play some softball? Sure, Sid. Yeah. Legacy's probably 2. Is he a Hall of Famer? He, well, yeah. He, he, probably, hey, he came back at Raw 1000. Yeah, he also did almost kill Arn Anderson, so he's got to get knocked for that. Yeah. Like attempted murder, that's going to knock something off your legacy and, for and, sure. And the fact that far too often he would say goodbye to wrestling, even in the middle of a contract, go play softball. <laughs> Kayfabe, he's booked relatively he's strong. He's booked really strong. Got to give him like a seven. Not six. Dude, he was beating The Undertaker on the house show circuit. Yeah, but He kicked out of a Hogan leg drop. But that was because it was a, that wasn't Kayfabe. That was a mistiming on Papa Shango's part. Well, shoot-wise, yeah, but that's that's behind-the-scenes stuff. Kayfabe, he kicked out of Hogan's leg drops. Uh, you're crazy. He's a two-time WWE champion, ruler of the world. <laughs> Kayfabe is ruler of the world. Four plus. What? Yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds about right, actually. Yeah. He's sort of a sub-Ultimate Warrior guy. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, wow, okay. Slightly I'm, above, look, slightly above a- Lex. I may not like the, the results of the math, but I have to respect the results of the math. So far, it's hard to argue with any of the results of any of our math. All right. That's good. Moving on. Moving Number on. three. Three. Andre the Giant. So we were, we were watching some of Andre's early work before he started. When he was it 1968, that match we watched, yeah. he, was, he was nimble. Yeah. He was athletic. Yeah. He was taking some bumps. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed like the wear and tear on we, t- we took on a, we his took body. A, yeah. We watched another match from six years later, 1974, and he was really not any nimble. No, no more, no longer nimble. Sorry, yeah. um, really wasn't taking any bumps. Lumbered about yeah. the ring, so it seemed like for a brief period of time, um, you know, with, his body could handle it. Yeah, and then I mean, once it couldn't. When you look at Andre, by the time rock and wrestling came around. By the time uh, the golden era of WWF, oh, he was well past his physical prime he at was that point. So far past. I mean, his iconic matchup with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania three. You know, even when you hear Hogan talk about it, Vince talk about it. You know, they weren't entirely sure. Like his back was already trash. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. weren't sure what else he could. You know, if he could, if he was able to take um, a, a slam, mm-hmm. um, but he was able to gut his way through it. But you know, just lumbering about. But his presence was oh, so I know, I know, so immense. Yeah, I mean, he was like, you know, talk about and, someone that that had the it factor. Oh, a million, yeah, a million, yeah. That dude looks at you and is wow. I'm, this is what I imagine it's like if when you get to heaven and God looks at you. Yeah, that's what you think when Andre looks at you. Yeah. He had the eyes, the face, uh, the presence, just the presence, you know. And all that's been documented in the great Andre documentary. Oh, it was done. fantastic. Bill Simmons produced one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. And everybody's always said that stuff about Andre. Um, you really were in the presence of like a near deity when you're around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, I mean, just by virtue of the fact that, you know, what was going on in his body uh, when it came to, you know, in the late seventies and then into the eighties, uh, you know, it hurts to watch the guy yeah, yeah, get yeah. around. Yeah. It, was he the reason they 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 drove people to the ring? Uh, WrestleMania three. WrestleMania yeah. three. I think yeah. he was the reason they had the carts. Yeah, because who wants to walk down that aisle? Yeah. Um. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of is a testament to to Hogan's strength that he was able to even do that because oh, yeah. Andre could really help him that much. Yeah, probably not a ton. To get up there. Uh, but, but yeah. That, but I that mean, match we watched from 68 was interesting. It was pretty fascinating. Yeah, it was. It was. Like the bumps he was taking. He was he was selling Hunican Ranas. Hurricane Ranas. Hurricane Ranas. Um, yeah, that was that was great. I had never seen that before. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. What going to do some going, Andre. going on here these days? I don't know. I'm going to do some Andre math. Yeah, let's do some Andre math. All right. In ring two. By the time he hit his peak, definitely a two. Yeah. Well, wrestling hit his peak, I would say. Uh, yeah. Promo. Uh, so there, he had a pretty thick accent. Um, I mean, he was imposing. I'd give him like a four. I'd say five because he got to wrap up his charisma in there a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, that's a ten. Oh, that's a ten. Legacy, at least an eight, if not a ten. Yeah. What is it? 10. Legacy's 10. Yeah, Legacy is a 10. I mean, he could be his own Mount Rushmore. Kayfabe. He didn't really win a lot of titles. He didn't win any titles in WWE. Yeah, F. but that was sort of... He was, but he was also book strong. He didn't... In, in WWF, he didn't lose till Hogan beat him. He was literally undefeated. Yeah, so that's a... That's a nine. Nine. Man, he might challenge Cena. Maybe. Uh, and then... Eight. Eight plus. Eight plus wrestler. Wow, he's yeah. up there. Yep. That's not surprising. Nope. That makes all the sense in the world. It's the math. You can't beat the math. What did Hogan get? Seven plus? Seven plus. That makes sense. Yep. That, that makes sense. Next. Number two. Two. Goldberg. So uh, Goldberg was a, a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. A hell of an event wrestler in yeah. WCW. Um, fascinating that WCW was able to actually develop, basically create and develop to wild success a talent one time. Yeah. And never again. Never again. I mean, you could look at guys like DDP, but he was kind of doing stuff before a little bit yeah he had experience in the industry before that even if i it feel like a wrestler everybody who i mean if you, if you want to go back sorry um yeah goldberg was like the one guy during the monday night wars ddp kind of started a little bit before that uh who they seemingly developed entirely in-house yeah I'll, I'll put it yeah you're, you're right i'll put it this way 
guys like Jericho, everybody else in WCW who really made a lot of progress to get to the point where they can go to WWF and, and, and launch even bigger careers. I feel like they did it despite or in spite of WCW. Yeah. You know? Well, then all of them had a great wealth of experience before arriving right, at WCW. Yeah. yeah. But Goldberg was like probably the one guy that came out of their performance center, out of the power plant. Power plant, yeah. That actually did what the power plant was made, was was born to do. You yeah. Know, was designed Free stars, to do. yeah. Like he was, it was Goldberg. Yeah. Um, and it worked wildly. Wild. I remember being, like, we were big fans of Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody was a bigger fan than Big Jeff. Yeah. He loved him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, you know, that being said, because there was such a small period of actual development, uh, he was a trash wrestler. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Remember that match he had against William Regal? Yeah, that was great. Regal <laughs> just schooled him. Yeah. Just schooled him. Yeah. Made him look like a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about a guy with it factor. Yeah. Oh, off the charts. Yeah. It factor. Uh, off the charts look. Oh, yeah. Um, and you have to also appreciate the mystique of Goldberg. Oh yeah. Cause he didn't really talk. Yeah. But when he, when he did it, usually in WCW, at least it wasn't very good. No, it wasn't, but they didn't have him talk much. So it mm. was at least impactful. Yeah. Like when he talked, it was like, Whoa, Goldberg just said something. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't that impressive. Oh, he sounds like a normal dude, but it didn't really kill his mystique at all. No. Cause they were like, Hey Goldberg, you know, uh, you, you just beat 86 people in a row. What's going on? Who's next? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's a great phrase. You know, wow, who's next? Holy yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. It's on a streak. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but so now, yeah, now he's a great talker. Oh yeah, because you know why? They just sent him out there with a the microphone and be like, "Hey Goldberg, really tell the people how you feel." Yeah. Oh, and he's great. Fantastic. And he seems like a terrific human being. Yeah, he seems like a really good dude. Yeah, yeah. like man, but. Uh, and his his last few, I really kind of hope that they just he, they just call it a day with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him back as a wrestler Mm-mm. because obviously with the with the Brock thing, they were just covering up his age, his vast amount of weaknesses in the ring. Yeah, they kept it really simple. Yeah, and that was a good thing. Oh yeah, they booked to his strengths. But no, I loved Goldberg. I thought he was great. Uh, let's do some Goldberg math. All right, in ring two. Oh, man, I don't know. He like he re- freaking retired Bret Hart. He, I mean, why even a two? Like I kind of okay. won maybe. I won then. So here's the thing about promos. Like if he just went by his his prime run in WCW, promos would not be high. Yeah. But you got to take into account his his immense charisma, his ability to communicate without talking. The it fact, yeah, that's important. And on top of that, I mean, God was. Let me ask you. This. His run in WWF or WWE with the Universal title, yeah, I mean, you probably can consider that as his best run ever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I know he beat Hogan at Hogan's top, you know, top politicking days. Yeah. But, man. He some won, of, some the, of his best work was done during his last WWE run. He yeah. won the Universal title and against Brock Lesnar. That was crazy. So, I mean, I'd give him like a five for promo. All right. He had me in the feels during his, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his farewell. Yeah, that was good. Uh, look, nine. Oh, man, yeah, nine, nine for sure. Look. Absolutely. Killer look. Uh, legacy. Strong legacy. Seven? I'd say six. He's not on a Mount Rushmore. No. Um, kayfabe. I mean, he had a, that win streak, so that's going to be pretty high. Eight. Eight kayfabe. Oh, and he beat Lesnar for the, yeah, eight kayfabe. Six plus. Okay. That sounds right. I mean, he was a flash in the pan, went away for 20 years, came back, and was a flash in the pan again. Mm-hmm. That's about a six wrestler. Mm-hmm. Got to respect the math. Here we go. <laughs> Hard to argue with it. Hard to argue with the math. Number one. One. Kevin Nash. Man, I used to be a huge Kevin Nash fan back in the Unequivocally, I am late 90s. still oh, a he's massive great. Kevin Nash fan. He's great. If you want to go down a, a thoroughly enjoyable uh, shoot interview uh, rabbit hole. Start there, man. Kevin Nash. best uh, One of the best po- uh, episodes of Stone Cold's podcast. Oh, just, him, and, him and Kevin Nash just talking over Uber facts. Just, just shooting the shit. He is, in so many categories, just... Great, yeah, just absolutely However, great. As a wrestler, I mean, I, I, not one of them. No, man. I mean, if you look at, if you look at any of his matches, I mean, the dude is like seven feet, whatever. Yeah, 
He's got bad knees. He's got bad knees. And he just there's a lot of lumbering happening yes. there. Uh, very limited move set. Yes. Remember Cornette, we, listened, we watched this thing with Cornette talking about uh, how he had to teach Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs how to be diesel when Nash went WC, WCW. Mm-hmm. And so he watched a bunch of uh, diesel tape mm-hmm. and said, all right, well, here, you've got six moves, including the hair flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you got to learn essentially. Mm-hmm. Like Glenn Jacobs was a vastly better wrestler than Kevin oh, Nash yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was interesting to see him having to adapt how he would wrestle, wrestle, mm-hmm. so he can wrestle poorly. Yeah, wrestle poorly. <laughs> exactly. He said, "I defy you to find a, a seventh move." I know. <laughs> if you if you come up with a seventh move, I'm afraid you're going to be relieved of your duties. But fake man, diesel. talk about a guy who had it factor. Yep. The fans seemed to love him just by virtue of the fact that they all wanted to hang out with the guy. Yeah, the strength of his personality was so was such that people enjoyed his work, even though he really couldn't wrestle that well. Even though his gimmick was Chuck. Yeah, you know what's your what's your character? I'm, I'm Truck. I'm Truck. <laughs> I'm Truck. But I'm like really cool. I'm like super cool. What did it, him and HBK, their tag team, their short-lived tag team? Oh, two dudes with attitude. Oh man, who wouldn't love that? Man, I know. Who wouldn't love that? He just seemed like super cool, and he still seems just like super. Like you follow him on Twitter, man. He just seems like the coolest dude there is. Not a good wrestler, though. No, you know nobody's gonna. Again, a case of someone being a good entertainer. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a good wrestler. Yeah, exactly. It's totally okay. It's not a knock. The fact that he was able to succeed as wildly as he did with a limited skill set inside the ring as a technical wrestler speaks volumes about what he brings to the table yep. in every other area. Yep. So, for Kevin Nash, let's do the math. In ring, I'll give him a 2. Give him a 2. You know, dude, if you watch if you watch some of his matches in like 95 when he had the title, he he actually, I mean, he could run in the ring like he could move. Yeah. So, I'd give him Give him, give him a three. A three. Him a three. He's wow. a three. Who's the? Hey, who's got the highest in-ring score on here? I think that was Kevin Nash with the three. All right. Well, I'm I'm happy. With, right. I'm fine right. with that. All right. Uh, promo. Power bomb is not easy to do. It's a good looking power bomb. Yeah, I love the jackknife. Although powerbomb. when Glenn Jacobs did the jackknife power bomb, he did it better than Kevin well, Nash. Glenn Jacobs did. was a really good wrestler. Uh, promo. Seven. Oh, eight. Eight. All right. He made you. He was like the most natural dude on the mic. Uh, look. Oh, man. Seven. Seven, yeah. He looked cool. He looked super cool. That's six for being good. On the dot. Legacy. Five? Because he's generally regarded as being the top guy in WWF at a very down time. Yeah. I need to get my own personal feelings. Like, I would put his legacy at, like, seven, but five sounds more realistic. Kayfabe. I mean, he had the WF title for a whole year. i give him, like, a freaking... Seven. At least an eight for Kayfabe. I mean, maybe down to seven because of his later years. Well, he did beat Goldberg, too. He beat Goldberg. Give him an eight. It's 13. Oh, six plus. Yeah, it sounds right. He's in the same ballpark as... That's uh, Bret Hart. That's Bret, Bret Hart, Hart territory right yep. there. Yeah. Because everything that if you honestly if you yeah could, he's in the same same ballpark as Goldberg too if you put if you put Kevin Nash and Bret Hart together and make one wrestler you have maybe the perfect wrestler yeah maybe you know yeah maybe I mean they probably still wouldn't rate as high as Cena because Cena is like the actual perfect wrestler Cena could be his own Mount Rushmore I'm telling you man can't look you can say what you want you can't the math doesn't lie. The math doesn't lie. I just don't know how you can say he's more than like a six look. Who, Cena? Yeah. Because he's an at least an eight look, no, probably no a way. nine look. No way. He walks through that door wearing his jorts and his merch, and you're like, dude, he looks like an action figure and an action movie star. I just Which see is him. like the perfect wrestler. See him, see him coming wearing his merch. I'm like, oh, he's trying to sell some T-shirts. And he sells so many of them. Yeah. Heck yeah, absolutely. That's part of the wrestling game. Anyways, let us know what you guys think about our perfect wrestling math. If you don't think it's perfect, then we kind of don't want to hear from you. But uh, that'd be, you know, whatever. So, yeah. All right. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, here's an ad for our Patreon. If I can find it. There it is. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.